We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, Left, before we get to some more remaining questions at Notre Dame, because if the departure of Tyler Buckner is imminent, I'm not comfortable with the backup situation, my brother. Yeah, you're leaning a lot on, one, Tyler Buckner coming back, and two, uh, Kenny Minchie having the focus of mind to take advantage of being ready by November. We believe Sam Hartman can hold us up long enough to at least get us to November being as static and accoladed as he is. But uh, this is what, in my opinion, is the, the, the option D of the tougher choices of what it would take to get back on schedule to having a franchise quarterback that's a number one pick or at least going to New York uh, by the end of the season. Because we can't live off of one-year transfer quarterbacks. Whether you want to admit it or not, some people might not want to admit it. Tyler Buckner is a better player than Steve Angeli. Yes, but it was never. It was never a question. <laughs> He's just a better player than Steve Angeli, man. It's like I. He just is. So, you know, people that just think, well, now, you know, Angeli steps up. This is why I say people get spoiled, right? Because they sit and they watch Tyler Buckner and they complain. They're like, oh, he's terrible. And I'm like, all right. Let that dude behind him get some run, some consistent run, and watch. And you'll start saying, oh. I wish we had 12 back. This, I fully expect Kenny Minchie and CJ Carr to eventually replace him in the depth chart, on the depth chart, and for Angeli to possibly look to transfer sometime yeah, think, next year. Yeah, I think it really depends on how this fall camp goes to see, you know, a true competition. This is where you get competition. The only way quarterback competition exists is if it's for the backup spots. Absolutely. 
Because that prepares you in the natural order of the guy who's earned the right to walk into that CEO position because he's done the dirty work to be the number two. You don't do the dirty work to be number one because that's distracting and you're not leading anybody. I can't be fighting a battle and leading a country at the same time. You're supposed to become the, the strongest warrior. Yeah. And once you win, you get blessed with the number one spot. But during that fighting period, you need the number one to be running the show. So this is where Kenny Minchie proves his value of being that guy as number two and winning that spot. Learning from Sam as number two, and then when the year's over, be ready to play because CJ has to come in and get ready. Mm. Now, Angeli can stay and be a pace horse for uh, CJ Carr, but if we want to do this the right way and get a chance of having a Sam Hartman, Ian Book, career franchise type of quarterback that can actually, you know, do it for us. I think we found the guy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
like people say, man, what footage do I have on Angeli? I watch him throw. He's inaccurate. His ball placement is not good. That's been for two years straight. Two years straight. I don't need footage. I watch him throw. <laughs> I don't need footage. Dude, football is not this like physics. Like, dude, you sit down, you watch. And you can tell people that are natural throwers of the football and people that struggle with accuracy. There's no reason for the ball to be hitting the ground when there's no coverage in the drill. Am I correct, Left? Yeah, there's there that's probably like the unspoken sin if you're not hitting guys with no defense. Thank you. I've sat there and watched in drills. No coverage. Receivers just running routes. Ball hits ground. How? And it's, and, it, and it's ugly to look at, too, because you're like, this is college football? This is college football. How? Yeah, it's just, it just don't have – it just – it's like – it's like, you know, and NBA this is, basketball. Dude, you NBA basketball, them dudes make every shot in practice, every single one. You've seen the drill. because They put the drill out on video. All four quarterbacks will be lined up. Four wide receivers will go out and run routes. He's the only quarterback that I've seen consistently in this drill multiple times throw the ball into the ground. Skipping routes. So you ask me what footage do I need to see? I don't need to see anything else. As bad as you think Tyler Buckner is, I've never seen Tyler Buckner or Kenny Minchie or Sam Hartman consistently ground the ball. You just playing math. Like Out of the 10 times I've seen him do this, Five times they eating the dirt. What is that? No, I don't need to. I don't need to play the position. I don't need to have coached the position. I know when I'm watching a simple drill, bro. There is no imp- impediment to you getting the ball to the receiver. None, and you can't do it. Okay, the first one. Okay, maybe it slipped. Come back like, who was that? Wait a minute, who threw that? That was him again? And I know we get excited. Blue and gold game, game winning run. The previous year, this year, a nice ball to Jay Greathouse. Man, look. There's a reason Marcus Freeman wants Tyler Buckner to stay. Because Marcus Freeman wants to win a championship. And Marcus Freeman knows at some point in this season, Sam Hartman is going to be nicked up and injured. Like all quarterbacks on championship teams. You usually need two at some point. <coughs> and there's a reason why Marcus Freeman is like, hey, man. Want you to stay because they know it's a drop off from Tyler Buckner to the next two on the depth chart. So as much as people might be like, oh, "We're cool rolling with Angeli," okay, be cool. Just understand what comes with that. 
Just understand what comes with that. It is what it is. Truthfully, it is what it is because a lot of this is Tyler's waited to the position of long enough to where you don't have much time to decide and you don't have many options that you can roll with, you know. And so I think Sam is 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 proving that he's going to be the guy that's leading the horse for us. And I think it will be in Marcus Freeman's ideal world is to have Tyler be right there learning and uh, getting time, you know, when we have in the blowout quarters and potentially making him ready for next year. Yeah. And see, that's, that's another thing. I will say this. Because if he leaves, I fully expect Steve Angeli to get more reps than he's ever had. That could benefit him. It doesn't change the type of passer he is. Like, left look, how much – Kenny Minchie is a natural thrower of the football. You pointed out looking at his high school film, kids just don't change speeds and trajectories on the high school level. That's special. Like, that's a special gift. Right. And Jelly's not that natural. Right. That's natural. So, like. He's like uh, Hendrix. Can he improve? Can he improve his timing? I mean, you put in the work, he probably can. But he just doesn't have certain giftings. He's always going to make it look like a struggle. The only way he can get better is to have uh, reps. He has to have reps. reps. He's got to have experience of using that ugly motion. And making it work. Like Phillip Rivers has played 17 years. So if you play in 17 years, who cares if it's ugly because you know what to do? Right now, Steve has an ugly motion and he don't know what to do. So it just makes him look like a worse player. Now with Tyler Buckner potentially leaving, he can get those reps to see if he can put the two and two together. If yeah. not, it's, I, I do believe it's harder for guys who can't naturally throw to become better passers in college football in a short amount of time unless you go to, like, like an air raid or something where you're just getting all the reps in the world. But usually ugly motion kids don't get a chance. Yeah. <laughs> ugly motion right. used somewhere in the Big Ten. So I do think that – um and I see some, you know, I see you in the chat, man. Thanks for the chat. Lit as always. It's not, you know, development takes time. No, development takes reps. Like development doesn't take two, three years. Some people can be developed. Kenny Minchin should be ready to go in November to start a football game. That's development. That's development. He should be ready to go. He has more natural gifts than somebody else. So you can't expect the development for Kenny Minchie to be the same as the other person. Like, oh, just give them the same amount of time, they'll be developed. That's not the way it works. It takes gifts, talent, and then reps. If you don't have it, you don't have it. I don't care how much time people spend with you. If you don't have it, you don't have it. You just don't. And if you're not the most accurate ball placement guy, 
then you need to have running ability or some other way of impacting the game. And if you don't have that, now the benefit, once again, you have a quarterback coach in Notre Dame. That benefits the entire room. He'll get more reps if Tyler leaves. It won't be 50-50 like Tyler and Sam have been going throughout the spring, but he'll probably get 25% of the reps, 20, and maybe the other 10 will go to Kenny Mitchie. But he is who he is, man. He is who he is. He's not about to come out and just light you up. Ball placement, that's not who he is. That's not his skill set. So now we have to figure out what can he be developed to do, left? Like what type of quarterback can he be developed into? Who who can he become? Can he be can he be the field general, Craig Krenzel, game manager that can win games? Hey. Yeah, on this team, he has the, the teammates surrounding him. To where he can go win games being a game manager for a Kenny Minchie situation. And if he had to play early, that's what that situation should entail. It should be heavily leaned on those running backs, on quick screens. You can give him some deep balls when because you know he can throw some naturally down the field. And you really support him with play action as a young QB. Sam Hartman, you use more of the inverse due to his ability to control more and be around and experience more where he can he can take a little more chances than what Kenny probably seems a lot is going on fast. Remember when Kavari played as a uh, true freshman and he had to play corner, which was a transition for him to come in as, a, as an athlete, well, mainly a running back. He's playing corner as a true freshman, but Diaco supported him. All the coverage was rolled to his side. We played a three clouds, so he just had to play the half. I mean, he had just played the, uh, the flat. And he played man, and they had the safety over the top mm. and two, playing two-man. So um, we definitely, if Kenny had to be in there, support him through the, the, the system, which is doable because we have the talent. If this was a Syracuse situation or something, and we're relying on Kenny to have to be more than what he's ready for right now, we, it ruins kids. So um, I do think Sam Hartman is – going to take us care of us just as fine and if Kenny's the wins the backup role I think he'll develop and have a chance to learn a lot from an experienced guy like Sam if he did need to play by November we would be able to uh, accommodate that finding out he's our number two and the backup quarterback hopefully can get some run early in the season with the soft schedule right he can get some game action. He can acclimate himself to the offense and be ready. And hopefully Sam Hartman can be healthy. And, you know, if he gets nicked up, uh, he needs to come out for a couple of series or needs to miss a week against an ACC opponent, then you can go and run the ball down people's throats and go play action and, and manage the game. <laughs> but there's no one about to come in and just light things up. 
right now. There, there's no Sam, one. Sam will light things up against TSU. No, I'm game. saying behind Sam. We're talking about behind Sam right now. There's no one that's about to come in and light things up. You know, so like people do. The quarterback room is a question mark if Tyler Buckner leaves. It's a question yes. mark. The backup yes. is a question mark. Yes. People like hate hating. How are we hating? Oh, Steve Angeli. How about I'm I'm telling you what he did on the practice field, and I'm a hater. You don't need to prove me wrong. You need to prove it to your teammates <laughs> that you can you can play better. You don't need to prove us wrong. Yeah. Prove it to them because everybody on the field has seen. Everybody's seen it. Everything I saw. Everything's seen it. And it's funny because I saw somebody in one of the questions like question like you being able to speak on what's going on when you have a direct connect to people in the building every day. It was funny. Like somebody actually said, well, Malik hasn't seen a thing. What What does that mean? Malik talks to more people in the building on a daily basis than anybody, whether it's phone call or text. I mean, we we was together this weekend and had some good conversations with people that were in the building. Facts. <laughs> Facts. About stuff that we we it made sense when we heard it, but information that you're not gonna hear openly from people in the building. So what? You know, it's just it's just funny sometimes. Let me tell you another question. And if somebody did a great job of bringing this up, I'm sorry. Who I wanted to give you credit, and I didn't uh, highlight it or star it, so I apologize. The safety position is another position that you need. We should all pray for help at the safety position. Like we need the top two guys to be healthy. Hey, Ramon and Xavier need to stay on the field. Like, I know Ben Minich had a really good spring. We know Adon Schuler, who's another incoming freshman, who is athletic. He's recovering from his shoulder surgery. DJ Brown is solid. But DJ Brown is not about to be on your All-American team and safety. So that position, even with Thomas Harper, he's been injured. They love what they see from Thomas Harper as safety and nickel, but he's been that had nagging injuries during the spring. The safety position is a question mark just from a health standpoint. Like, yo, we need the top two, three guys to be healthy because after that, you're dependent upon inexperienced and true freshmen. And that that can be a dangerous game. Yeah, when the numbers are low like that, and then you got to work with guys that aren't really cutting what you would had as a standard before, like a Kyle Hamilton back there, you definitely got to you know cross your fingers and really dig into your coaching bag on getting those guys that are available ready. Now, they may not be as talented. They may have some transfers, but, I mean, Xavier Watts, one of our best safeties, and he was a transfer receiver last year. Not transfer, but uh, switched over from receiver last year. So um, that's due to coaching, but also due to identifying talent. 
And being such a versatile team, like we can make a way to find more safety ready talent and be able to develop them through coaching that I think will be fine. It's a big question mark because we don't have a uh, preseason All American back there like we usually do. Mm. So it's, a, it's a question because we usually can name the guy that's been back there for a couple of years, ready to be a veteran in that spot. And we can't do that right now. So uh, we definitely are only questioning because just like we questioned our whole line play, sometimes you might have a, a run of a couple of spots that are college football average. Notre Dame is not used to having average players amongst the great players that they are surrounded by. So it's only a big question mark in games in which we need to win. Left, stay with me on this next question. Marcus Freeman is a question for me. The reason I say that is because I feel like in his second season, he's more comfortable in his skin. He's a gambler in the sense of going for it on fourth and short. But I don't know if he's the type of coach that's ready to lose Sam Hartman. And I know you said you want to see 60% passes left. Yes. 5% passes. I don't know, left. I don't know. I, I just don't know, man. I, I don't know if Marcus is, is ready to – I don't know if he's really let, ready to leave that run the ball, play defense foundation. Even Marcus with Sam Harper, that quarterback. I don't know. Yes, left. he is. You know okay. why. Okay. You know why. Because he tried to do it his way with the two coaches he brought in, which were his offense, Andy Lugwig and the Kansas State coach. That's Marcus Freeman's 60-40 offense right there. And it wasn't done that way. So what did we get? We got technically fruit from the tree that we got rid of. So Sam Hartman is – thinking, okay, I got Tommy. At least I got Tommy's offense in some sense that's getting me on board is the reason why I came here because we still got some things that he had before, which Jared Parker's seemed to be using more of, even though it wasn't used last year, it was still on the team. Yeah. So Marcus Freeman has said in the conference, he said, this may not be what I want. But this is what's going to help our players currently that are on the roster still that can help us play better. That's a fact. He did. He did say that. He did say that. He also mentioned that leading up to certain games last week. I mean, last year. Like this might not be the way I want to win games, but heck, this is the way we're gonna have to win games. So Sam was right gonna throw so, for, Sam's expectation throwing for three something, probably. You know, this this especially if Tyler Buckner leaves, this is about Sam. Man. <laughs> I hope you're right, Lef. I man, I honestly do. I honestly do. But you know, you get in the tight situations, most people go back to what they're used to doing. That's all I'm saying. 
Most people go back to what they used to doing. So hopefully. Yeah. That's why Jared Parker better make it work. Because <laughs> Marcus Freeman's like, yeah, we tried it. Powers that be, we tried it. Now let me get my guy in here. <laughs> Man. No, he better make it work early because yeah, I can Don't see Marcus. Like I can see again. Marcus going back to 40 handoffs a game real easy. Real easy. Because we got running backs. Because you know Dina McCullough gonna be in his ear every incompletion. <laughs> hey, you know we go doing that ball, right? <laughs> hey, you know that was third down. We can get that, coach. We can get that. It's third to six, man. We can get that. Marcus Freeman gonna be on that phone like he was last year. Oh man, yo, hey, we can get you five yards right here anytime. You need five? Hey, make the call. You need something? You need it? You might as well, man. The cat Dino McCullough was like, you might as well call me and the running backs the loonies, boy. We yeah, gonna, we, gonna, we gonna put five on it. We gonna put five. We gonna put five on it. I'm telling you, he said, "What you need, coach?" You know, he gonna come. He gonna come real smooth because you know the running back group is is already good. You know, <laughs> he's like, "Hey, cause I see, I see you with your five for twelve right now." That cat Dino McCullough like, man, I gave you one of my guys. We still killing it. What's up? <laughs> I gave. <laughs> I gave, I gave you one of my guys at wide receiver. We still, yeah, still back here doing the dang thing. Let's hand that thing off about five, six times in a row. <laughs> let's, let's just get, let's get past the halfway mark. Then we get, you know. Oh man, Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube channel. Man, subscribe. Matter of fact, the thumbs up, smash that for us right now. It helps with the views, man. Greatly appreciate it. Leave your comments. We respond to all Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and CFB Nation. Whether it's your Android, your iPhone, tablet, laptop. Just go to both of those platforms and search CFB Nation for all of our great content. We give you the audio edible each and every day. Home of the misguided passion is the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spend it different. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And last but not least, as we get ready to close out, remaining questions at Notre Dame. 
I heard something, and I want to know if it rings true. J.J. Reddick was on ESPN this morning, and he was talking about leadership. And he said it's very rare on an NBA team that your best player is the leader. Does that happen in college football? Not for football because two is our best player and two is our leader. <laughs> what are you going to say to two? If two don't want to do a drill, guess what? They didn't do that drill. See, football, I love it because results matter the most. You know, players up here, the toleration for BS is up here too. So technically, that makes you the leader. Can't be mad at it. Technically speaking? Huh? I said technically speaking. Just overall, I guess by default now, Sam Harvin is the dude. But what does that mean? Who's the dude up front in the front seven? We've been waiting for that. You're probably Jason Onion. We're hoping it could be Jason Ongay. I mean, maybe somebody comes along and becomes that dog, that trash talker. What are we, we waiting on? Uh, our sophomores to yeah. be that crew? Jalen Sneed, Nolan Ziegler? That's Marcus Freeman's babies right there. That's interesting, man. I just question the leadership. That's what I question, Left. What's the leadership going to look like on this mm-hmm. team? Uh, Joe Alt is a, a leader, but he's a quiet leader. He's a quiet leader. He's a quiet leader. Um, I guess DJ Brown is a leader by default. He's been around. Cam Hart is definitely a leader. So we're going to see Yordy leadership. I guess. I mean, Joe also junior, right? Joe also first round pick. That's automatic leadership. Because in professional sports like the NBA, especially in a starting five, yeah, it's more value to be a better player than for leadership. So if a superstar player doesn't have both, 
but they're still a superstar player. You can get a lot of places. Hmm. I just know. <laughs> I I know who the captains are. Tell me if I'm bugging. You can have captains, and then you can have leaders. Yes, I mean captains can rotate, like you know, pick it a <laughs> pick it a week, like dude cleaned up all the tables or something. Hey, your, your fifth year place kicker could be a captain, right? Right. I don't. That would. I wouldn't make him a leader. But who are you listening to in the locker room when they get the defense and offense huddle up? And the one dude before y'all go out, y'all in the middle, and he's out there saying, "And we gotta go out there and do this and do that." Who is that dude? I think that's a Jabron Payne. I think that's an Audric. Like I think it would come from a running back. That's what I'm saying. Jabron Payne, bro. You gonna throw that at his feet as a sophomore, Jabron Payne. He was the number one pick by his teammates in the spring spring game. So that means they couldn't pick from an outside source. They had to pick who do I want when the when the 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 bullets start flying. You do realize that Logan didn't play and Aldrick was already picked. You do realize that Aldrick was second. So now Jabron Payne is better than all Gustave. No, I'm saying the running back room are the leaders that are people are listening to the rally. Look, Jason Smith said something right here. This is important. Ray Lewis was a leader, and then he also said captaincy can be popularity. It really can. Yeah. We're talking about that dude that can galvanize and get everybody to follow them in the toughest moments. In the biggest games. Like Smooth wasn't necessarily or Jalen Smith wasn't necessarily the the biggest leader in the world from man, like he's gonna say something to get us all tapped in. It was literally, man, he's the best player I've ever played with and I feel good that we're going to be straight in tough situations. (laughs) I feel good that we're going to get the ball back because we got Jalen Smith on our team. So if that's defined as leadership, then yes, you know, but I think Jalen was a captain because of that. So the best players can easily be the captain. So who is the leaders are usually your undefined, you know, your utility players because they, they do everything, you know, your mom of the team kind of thing. Yeah. Taysom Hill kind of guy. Guy that'll give you a towel if you ain't got no towel or something, you know. <laughs> but that don't mean, you know, because some would consider Joe Schmidt a leader. That's why he was starting. He was a captain. <laughs> yes. We man, look, Joe Smith was a captain. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I think there's like Marcus Freeman, he would be considered a leader. You know, you could play behind a Marcus Freeman. Coach Kelly would be a captain, you know, because he got accomplishment. 
And he, and he can put a he can put a squad together here and there, you know. Yeah. But you ain't about to just follow him off the cliff. Dear Rock Iris has a question for you, Left. What is the role of captains during game day? How does that work? Heads or tails? That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it means. <laughs> With a coin flip. <laughs> all it means, heads or tails. Which way you choose it. And hell, you better be the one to, to decide, because if not, you really just you really just standing out there first. You don't even get to run the whole way and take the knee at the end of the end zone and and talk to whoever you're talking to and all that. <laughs> so the leader though is the guy before y'all run out there and they call captains to to lock arms and walk out there. It's usually the guy that's that you like, man, I just need him to just say something. Unleash the dogs for us, you know. Put that put that call out there. That we ready to rock. Who was that in 15? Shoot, me a little bit, you know. Uh before I got hurt, then um uh shoot, it was I, it was a little bit of everybody, man. I think we it was just a different year, man. Everybody was just super locked in. We just knew we was just like, man, like, man, I wish they would say something. I wish they would run out that tunnel, <laughs> you know, because they they hurt and they ready they ready to get hurt, beat up. So I think it was just a good environment. There's a bunch of captains and leaders that year. So. Lucky lovely podcast. I got thank you for the super chat, True with Theodore Dumel. Can't wait for CJ Carr and Kenny Mitchell to be Starsky and Hutch. As quarterbacks for Notre Dame football guys, can't wait. He has Tyler May return as the prodigal son. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. See, man, Ty's a great example of a captain, not a leader. He was a captain. You know. Cap, Cap was more of a leader on that defense, yes, right? From what I've heard. Perfect, that's a perfect example. Cap was the was the 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 vocal. Man, uh, yeah, Cap was the person that's like big bro OG, right? You know, and then Manta was okay. That's that's Manta. That's they Cap. Really yeah, that's you know he gonna he gonna know all he gonna play good. He gonna know all this stuff, but I ain't you know. Omar Austin, thank you for the super chat. Referring back to our earlier conversation with the Cavs, he said Bobley could be as good as Embiid. What? I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't know about that one. I can't even get past that. Wait a minute. He said he actually liked, he actually liked never, it better. Never. <laughs> he said the, car, the Cavs guards need to move out the way. Uh, Sean, the blown save against Tampa Bay killed me. Talking about the White Sox on Friday night. Yeah, left, <laughs> left had left the condo. And I was watching the White Sox and the Rays, and when left came back, it was paper everywhere because I watched the White Sox blow a 7-5 lead in the bottom of the night. Left walked in. I was in the bed under the covers. True story. True story. True story. Blow this lead. So left, left went. We were together on Friday night for the uh, for your appearance. Yeah. I went back to the condo. You you went somewhere. No, you went to the uh, stadium. Yeah. Because Tom Carter crazy. had an event. And you went to the stadium. 
And uh, I'm watching the White Sox and the Rays. The Rays have yet – well, they lost their first game at home last night. Houston finally beat them at home. They were undefeated at home. They jump out to an early lead on Michael Kopech. White Sox come back, take a 7-4 lead. It's 7-5 going to the ninth. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like – By the way, the just has me cracking up. That's just so on <laughs> Dude, they blow the save, walk off home run. <laughs> I'm th- <laughs> I'm not pillow on the floor, pillow on the floor over there. I threw something else. Uh, man, I had to respect the fact it wasn't my TV. So oh my I, God. I had to stop throwing something at the TV. <laughs> and when Malik walked in with the crew, I was literally head under the covers. They yeah. can't believe they had to knock on the door like, yo, SD. Yeah, we, we straight with that. This is, yeah. Man, I already knew. <laughs> Something had to happen because you were just fed up. <laughs> the boy bro, blowing leads like bro, that early in the season, too. Bro, you interrupted my moment, bro. I was trying to bury my – I was trying to just bury it, just under the covers for a moment like, oh, my yeah. God, this team. <laughs> they cannot stop being trash. Oh man! And then left walks in like, "Hey man, such so such so and such so are here, man. Let's let's go." <laughs> I'm like, I wanted to tell Malik, man, leave me the, leave me alone, man. But I got up, man. We had a good time. But yo, hey, see, I'm not a hater though. I'm happy for Cubs fans. Their team is playing well. Good for you. But boy, I'm over here struggling. <laughs> Left, before we get out of here, reports that NFL scouts have said that if Caleb Williams was in this year's draft, he would be head and shoulders, the number one pick in the draft, and it wouldn't be close. Yes, I believe it. Do you? Even further than that far over Bryce Young? Because he has a, a bigger body. I just I just really think that Caleb is a is stocky enough and creative enough and has a natural throw ability. Now, obviously, he's got to get to the right team. But to survive in a league of where things are going and how Patrick Mahomes plays, I just think he plays a lot similar, just shorter. Because he can, he's, he'll, he'll be around 225, second, third year in the league, you know. So, I think he has enough ability, man. And then I think Drake May is going to be pretty damn good, too. So, those two, both this year, would be still one and two this year and next year. Yeah. Yeah. I see the chat is laughing at me, man. It was a sight. That <laughs> left walked in like, is this dude in the dark? Why are they? Why are they? Are they really that bad? Is it that bad? Oh, left. 
at this point, I think what I don't even know what the record is. I think they're like seven and seventeen, something crazy. They've lost what five in a row, and it's not getting. I think they played it. Yeah, they're playing right now. I don't even want to cut the TV on after we get done with the show. Cause I already know it's immediately going to take my blood pressure through the roof, like immediately, right? So you know how like. It's kind of like Notre Dame games. You know what I'm saying? If I come in and Notre Dame kicked off at 3 and I come in and it's 310, I already know. I feel comfortable it's going to be a scoreless game when I cut the TV on. Yes. Right? Because Notre Dame is not about to score off the bat. And... Notre Dame's defense is going to hold it down. This is going to be a scoreless game, probably about 10 minutes left in the first quarter. White Sox played at 12.05. If I turn the TV on at 12.07, they could be down 3-zip. Like, it's that bad, bro. So they – so they – so so. do you think is the – like the general manager, administrator, or front office more so than oh. the players? They have the worst ownership. I mean, it's the same owner as the Bulls. So they have the worst ownership at all of MLB. The worst. You realize they are there is only two, three teams that have yet to give a contract over a hundred million dollars to a player in Major League Baseball. You realize the White Sox are one of those two teams? One no, of the one other two. two. No, one of the three teams. Three teams. There are three teams in Major League Baseball. You know contracts are ridiculous right now. There are three teams that have yet to give a $100 million contract in baseball. Three. The White Sox are one of them. This is the kicker. You know what the other two teams are? The Oakland A's and the Kansas City Royals. Compare compare those markets to Chicago. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Chicago. At least they do. At least athletics know they're about to move to Vegas. Mm. They're about to get a new stadium, move to Vegas, more revenue, and probably start winning games. White Sox. He can't be that bad, man. Pretty bad, left. Pretty bad, man. Lucky Lefty Podcast. I was shocked that Caleb Williams is getting that much love, though. Over Bryce. You know, I think the world, I really think the world of Bryce. I just do. I think Bryce is really good. It's just. Man, he just surviving 18 games. Not even Kyler could do it. Yeah, you know what time Kyler move around way better than he does. Yeah. Petticoat. Petticoat. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. 
No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day brought to you by Nora Whiskey and NoraWhiskey.com and Premium American Whiskey and NoraWhiskey.com. Vegas might be the new spot for sports, bro. In like two or three years. I heard their uh, hockey games are pretty dope out there too. Hey, you man, over the summer, you see a lot of celebrities and athletes at the uh, Vegas Aces games. I think you're on mute. I think you're on mute. I said the Aces are nice, man. K-Mac used to play for them and, and be really well connected and the scene is set up great for sports because it's like no different than residencies and stuff. So yeah, you can go see Janet Jackson and go see the Raiders play. And then, you know, if he was interested, see UNLV play because they play in the same stadium now, right? I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. That's a good call. Yeah, once they get the baseball stadium out there, Man, it's the fact that transformation that Vegas has made to becoming more of a metropolis rather than a destination has been really amazing, bro. I know a lot of people that are talking about, like, my wife's best friend, uh, her sister and her mom both just moved out there, dude. Really? And they, and they love it. <laughs> they love it. So... Yeah, man. Yes, it's, it's it's cool until you leave the strip in that area. Then it's become you're in the desert. Anybody else on the petty train? Oh man, Shaq for calling uh, Charles Barkley a bum because Devin Booker passed him last night was pretty funny. <laughs> I mean. He was like, Don't be, thank you, Devin, for passing up that bum. <laughs> hey, man, I, you know, injuries are injuries, but, man, that cat Kawhi Leonard, boy, has wasted Steve Ballmer's time, in my opinion, bro. Really? Oh, I he mean, injuries, injuries are injuries, but good Lord, man. This he man built the stadium. With the promise of winning a championship and having Kawhi's the face, and I feel bad for the young man. I really do. Really? I think he's a good dude. He's gotta have bad like rehab or something to keep tearing up his knees, right? Man, well, he just has some people just don't have good limbs, bro. Yeah, it is what it is. Boston Celtics for coughing it up last night to the petty train, bro. Connor Depper throws Dylan Brooks on the petty train. I heard a story that came out today that during the season, 
at halftime of a game, Kawhi just went in and got dressed and left, bro. Didn't say, didn't say nothing to nobody. <laughs> just, Wait a minute. Wait a he minute. played the first half, went to the locker room, told the trainers, I'm done, got dressed, and left, bro. You're lying. No, this had to be oh, a big I, I story. Swear, I swear the whole thread was on Twitter from somebody that covered the Clippers, bro. I got to see this on Twitter. I said, to, I said to myself, yo, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen, bro. Like, wait a minute. This, like man, this man walked in at halftime, told the trainers, like, I'm not playing the second half. That's that's low management on steroids, fam. Like, I know you manage games. But this man is managing halves. What? How did you look that up? That's petty. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, wait. I'm, gonna see, I'm about to retweet the thread because my guy, Brian Crawford, was engaging with the, the guy that was covering the Clippers this morning. That is crazy. <laughs> and I was like, yo. It's some other stuff on there that was pretty eye-opening on the thread, but the fact that that man came in at halftime of a game and pretty much was like, yo. Here it is right here. I'm about to retweet the Irish fans right now with a, a shamrock and a basketball. Just read the thread that my guy Brian Crawford, because he said it reminded him of the Gar Pax era with the Bulls, the stuff that he put down there. It's a salacious man. It's pretty salacious. I'm, try, I'm trying to tell you. And they said he did it. On, he said he did that twice this year at halftime of games, bro. Mm. <laughs> like, yo, I'm out of here. And then left. He didn't just quit and like sit on the bench. He put his clothes on and bounced left. But but when but you is it overhyped because we're not in the situation, or does it really sound that bad? I don't know. However, you want to take it, bro. I just can't believe that's what you can, that people do that though. Oh man, Lee Beckton joins us tomorrow. He owes us one. We lost him on the golf course last time. He joins us tomorrow in the second half of the show. We'll talk more about Notre Dame. <laughs> Left is still trying to understand. Oh, wait till you start reading the thread. It gets worse. There's stuff in there about T. Lou. There's stuff in there about Lawrence Frank. It's, it's bad. It's all bad. And, and Ty Lou said they want to keep Russ on top of all of that. Jeez Louise. <laughs> hey, have a great Wednesday with most of all. Make sure that you spend it different. See you tomorrow. <laughs>